0: You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today, today is going to be the day we're going to talk about balance training. But... It's not just balance training. It's about the contributions that the foot and ankle play to balance training. And the reason I want to bring this up is because a lot of people out there that are doing balance training are doing really good stuff at the hip. And the work they're doing at the hip is fantastic. They're doing abductions and isometric adduction exercises and glute work and hip extension and even some hip flexion, stretching when they need to stretch it, strengthening where they need to strengthen, good assessments, and they don't touch the foot and ankle, and that is could be a big problem. So the reason I bring this up is because I just recently at the IDEA World Conference in Los Angeles did a balance training, kind of a workout slash workshop. And it was a, it's kind of a, I say slash because I put slides up and I needed to review those slides if I spent time going into it. So it wasn't just a workout. I had here are samples of exercises and why we do what we do. Um, and. And that kind of got some people reaching out to me. And one woman is, uh, Melissa is going to be training with me in balance training because she attended the course and was like, man, this was really eye-opening for me. And I'd like to get better at it. I want my clients to get better at balance. So we're doing 30-minute sessions twice a week. Uh, That is important because it's showing that people need it, that people want this stuff. And I've told the story about my dad and his balance issues that happened years ago. I don't think I've ever mentioned to you my issues that I had with balance, and this was uh, this was pretty important because this is more of a foot and ankle conversation that that I wanted to have. So years ago, as a again as a young martial artist, and I did martial arts, and if there were exercises or positions or holds or landing after a flying jump kick and supposed to land on one leg. And one leg I was really good at, and the other leg I had a hard time balancing. And my coach would just slap me on the head and say, balance. And that didn't help. (laughs) It just made me angry, but it didn't make me balance any better. And I moved to New York City, and I was having some real ankle issues, and I was having some balance issues. And it wasn't just a normal balance issue. It was just the fact that I could stand upright, put my feet next to each other. And if I lift my left leg up, I could balance on my right leg and you wouldn't really see me shift. There was no shift from one side to the other. I just lift up my left leg and there I am still balancing. But when I stood on my left leg, I put my feet together side by side and I stand on my left leg. I lift my right. As soon as I lifted my right leg i leaned really far to the left i couldn't balance on my left leg without shifting my body weight to the left and it was very strange and i would look in the mirror and i'd pick up one leg and watch me stay there i pick up the other leg and watch me turn into the leaning tower of richie i don't know what's going on and i worked on my hips and i couldn't do anything and then i went to go see my physical therapist because my ankles were bothering me and they did some ankle work, and he goes, now do that balance thing. And he did not touch my hips, and I did the balance thing, and it was gone. That session within minutes of doing ankle ankle strengthening exercises. And I was like, what the what are we doing here? Thank goodness I have somebody smarter than me working with and on me. Because I was out there doing my hip abductions and my hip extensions and my my hip adductions and and not seeing any progress and nothing really happened. So this was one of the reasons that I wanted to to get into focusing on balance training and it just so happens that NASM is highly focused on balance training. You'll notice that it is in every phase of the OPT model and every level of the OPT model, it is what we refer to as a component of a workout with Cardio, core, balance, reactive or plyometric training, speed, agility, and quickness, resistance training, um, cardio, the warm-up and the cool-down, all components. So those are components of a workout. Balance is a big part of those components. So I want to get into some of the benefits of what's going on at the foot and ankle and what you may need to pay attention to. And I thought this was an interesting study because a lot of you are out there doing ankle mobilizations or self-administered ankle mobilizations. Let's see if we can do uh, a posterior talus glide while we're doing some dorsiflexion exercises. And it's pretty cool. And so what Hernandez Gillian et al. did in 2020, and this was in the Physiotherapy Theory and Practice Journal, Uh, They had 28 participants, and they did the study, 14 control, 14 experimental, and there was no difference between the people that did balance training exercise and people that did this foot and ankle mobilization exercise, except, except. So they were the same, but three months later, when they retested after no more training or anything like that, Three months later, they tested both groups, and only the group that did the foot and ankle mobilizations actually had the persistence of benefit, and that was really impressive. So you could do the balance exercise short-term, and yes, they both had the exact same outcomes, but when you do the foot and ankle mobilizations, we saw that that, in the study, lasted uh, for three months, but they didn't see the benefits for the people that just did the balance group. So I thought that was pretty interesting, but not as interesting as this. And I've talked about this when it comes to strength training, if there's a good side and a bad side and make sure I like you to do your good side first, because doing the good side first kind of preps and primes the other side that isn't as efficient or might be injured or there's some type of um, uh, something lacking, let's say. So you've got something lacking there. And so this study um, is a good example of talking about addressing both, the, both sides, even the, quote, good one. Let me fix my good side because your good side may not need to be necessarily fixed but the good side is actually getting some type of damage or issue, damage isn't the right word, Um, neuromuscular inconsistency that needs to be addressed because of the issue on the other side. So this is Lee et al 2020 in um, knee surgery, sports trauma, arthroscopy, the official journal. And this is about individuals with recurrent ankle sprains and how they demonstrate postural instability and neuromuscular balance control deficits in the unaffected side. And really what it says, the takeaway is that the unaffected ankles, this is a quote, the unaffected ankles of the recurrent ankle sprain group showed significant decrease in both postural stability and neuromuscular control compared with the mechanical laxity group. So what does that mean? It means my unaffected ankle Showed issues, showed decrease in postural stability and imbalance, even though it's not the side that their the issue was actually taking place. And so what do you do? You do both sides. So when you've got a client and they got uh, a balance issue and you're looking at the ankle and trying to address the ankle and strengthen the ankle and stabilize the ankle in order to support that balance, don't do it just unilaterally. Don't just pick on the quote bad side. You may want to also start addressing the non-issue side because the non-issue side may still have issues. that's something to think about. Well, we talked about strengthening. So what are some of the muscles that might be important to strengthen? I'd say the tibialis posterior is a good one. And this is Alamed All 2019. And it's about the effects of strengthening the tibialis posterior and stretching the iliopsoas uh, when it comes to balance and when it comes to foot pronation. And the takeaway from it is just showed that the study... um, that the selection of tibialis posterior strengthening and iliopsoas stretching, in addition to the conventional towel curl exercise program, could improve important clinical outcomes such as navicular drop, muscle activity, and dynamic balance in flat feet. Well, that's that I think is good, and we really do focus on Maybe isolated strengthening of the posterior tibialis, posterior tibialis joint actions are plantar flexion and inversion, plantar flexion and inversion. But there's also the tibialis posterior, which is an inverter as well. And you think about eversion starts to take place. We want to to maybe strengthen the inverters, but also the inverters might not be everting. The inverters might just be going along for the ride they're not actively everting into a flat foot. So here's something that we looked at where maybe the tibialis anterior and the peroneals or the fibularis muscles are integral in creating stability. And this is LeBanc et al. in 2021 in the Journal of Gait and Posture. And it says the peroneals and tibialis anterior muscles have an abnormal activation in chronic ankle instability when it comes to individuals. And so if you got chronic ankle instability, you've got an inverter on one side and an everter on the other side, and those muscles need to to work together to help stabilize the ankle, not just in the frontal plane, but both of them assist with different joint actions. So some of the peroneals, dorsiflex, uh, one of the peroneals, plantar flexes, they all evert anterior tibialis, dorsiflexes and inverts, posterior tibialis, plantar flexes and inverts. So we've got sagittal plane stability and frontal plane stability when it comes to this. So working both the inverters and the everters, dorsiflexors, plantar flexors, stabilizing the foot and ankle in order to help with balance. You've probably heard of something called short foot. And short foot is just kind of shrinking the foot trying to make it small and really that raises the arch and i think that's that's a good thing to do but according to kim and lee uh in 2020 in the journal medicine says there's a significant difference in static balance pre and post exercise in a flat foot group but not in the normal foot group when uh when it comes to to looking at short foot so what that's basically saying is that if you don't have a flat foot if you've got a normal foot which is already a shortened foot from a flat foot, what you're doing if you have flat foot is you're creating an arch which shortens your foot. And so if you have flat feet, short foot is great. If you have just normal feet, it doesn't actually uh, increase your ability to balance. Now, it can it can help to strengthen the intrinsic muscles of your foot. So there's nothing wrong with adding it. But I do think that Uh, becoming hyper-focused on short foot for people that have normal feet and people that have high arches is not necessary. In addition, when it comes to short foot, Moon and Jung in 2021, uh, and the journal Healthcare says that their study, when it comes to looking at short foot and balance, is a randomized controlled trial, it says that they confirmed that the combination of short foot exercises um, and, uh, um, when you're doing short foot balance also, so you're doing short foot exercises and short foot balance, it's superior to just short foot, uh, and mobilization alone to improve and postural balance and control when it comes to flat footed patients in a clinical setting. So that's important. Also, we see things like taping taping the foot and ankle that goes on into helping people balance a little bit better and some of the taping that we saw in the research were things like the anterior and posterior tibialis were kind of the most common one the extensor digitorum longus which kind of runs the line of some of those other muscles that we just talked about so there are different strategies when it comes to helping your balance but the point of this is to to show how important the foot and ankle is. And we do spend a lot of time on the hips, spend a lot of time on the hips and it's a larger, you know, series of muscles. Uh, It looks like you're doing exercise. I feel like sometimes as personal trainers, we want to feel like people can look at what we're doing and be like, Oh, that's exercise. But when we do posterior tibialis activations or anterior tip activations, people look at us and go, what? What is he doing? Are they even working out? Um, don't get caught up in that perception. Like you do enough working out on your own with other clients in in different ways where you're probably pushing them and making them sweat and all that kind of stuff. but like that's their goal and their need and their outcome when it comes to other clients that need this that helps to contribute to the goal that they're going after. Don't worry about what other people are thinking just spend your time focusing on your client and what their needs are and how you can most effectively get there and when it comes to balance a lot of times the way you can most effectively get there depending on the client is the foot and ankle not just the hip and so i encourage you to look at both consider both and to incorporate both when it comes to your balance training Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, if you got questions for me, you want to reach out, you can hit me up at, on Instagram at dr.rickrichie. Also the same on threads. Or you can email me rick.richie at nasm.org. Y'all remember to like, subscribe, and share with your fitness friends and family. I've gone on. I just checked last week about the, uh, the leaving feedback on the podcast. So not only do you like to subscribe, but you also... You know, gave some stars and left some really delightful feedback, and for that I am uh, eternally grateful. It's helpful for me, it's motivating for me, and it also lets me know that I'm providing some information that you appreciate. So thank you. If you've got something good to say, leave a review. If you got something bad to say, DM me. <laughs> DM me. Uh, you can you can email me, and I'll address it. But don't put it out to the world. I, I leave that. For the five stars and the good comments. Uh, anyway, thanks for doing what you do. Keep inspiring people to fitness. This has been the NASM CPT podcast.